Welcome, friends. I'm Sarah Ann Stewart, and this is the Awesome Inside Out Podcast. Now, I'm not sure how you ended up here today, but I want to welcome you with open arms. Because while our paths may be different, I'm going to take a wild guess that we share one common desire to have a deeply fulfilling, extraordinary life in a body that we love. A life free of diets, free from guilt, and free from shame. In each episode, we're going to dive deep into mindset shifts that give you the power to decide how you feel, not the media, not your past, and not social conditioning. Then you'll discover how to use this inspiration and this new sense of confidence to be the best you, the you that you are meant to be. So get ready, my friend. It is time to get awesome inside out. Hey, beauty. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today, I have a really special guest who has gone through such an incredible healing journey, a truly mind, body, soul transformation. Not only has she healed herself, but she's made it her mission to share what she knows so that others can find healing as well. Her name is Tara Mackey. Tara is the founder and CEO of The Organic Life, a successful holistic and sustainable living platform, and is a widely recognized activist with a tribe of over a million followers. She founded the organic skincare company Genetics and is the best-selling author of Cured by Nature and Wild Habits. She has been recognized for numerous awards and nominations for her activism and her entrepreneurship by giants like Oprah Magazine, Teen Vogue, Women's Health, ABC, CBS, and so many more. Tara is joining us today to talk about living an organic life and what that actually means. Without further delay, let's welcome Tara. All right. We are back for another episode. Welcome, Tara, to the show. I'm so stoked to have you today. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Sarah. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. I am so excited. I have been following you for years. I know that we run in the same circles. I'm shocked we haven't met yet because we have so many mutual friends. And when I heard about your story many years ago, I was like, this is a woman I have to meet. And it's so, so, so excited to have you today and just dive into these conversations about breast implant and this and your journey and all of the things that have sparked this transformation in your life and where you've become a real expert in well-being and wellness and holistic health and alternative medicine and all the things that I speak about every day. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Thanks for giving me this platform. So I wanted to start with your journey. And I know that's probably a question you get asked over and over and over again and something you talk about every single day. But I think it's really, really important for the listeners to know how you got to the place you are, how you overcame chronic illness with food and holistic life and how you really got to this place of healing chronic illness. Because I think so many people think, think, oh, well, that sounds great. But to actually hear of someone go through it and actually do it and how you got off numerous medicines and how you got to the place you are, I would love to dive back into that place where you just made this courageous choice to say, I'm done. Oh, absolutely. And I'll talk about this forever. (laughs) I don't mind how many times I just talk about it because it reaches new ears every time and it reaches somebody who needs to read it every time. And every day, you know, the United States is finally taking steps towards dealing with the pharmaceutical drug crisis. They call it the opiate crisis because opiates are the number one thing people are taking, but it's the pharmaceutical drug crisis. And, you know, I'm happy to be a voice in that because I was a I really fed into it for so long. So I was even thinking this morning how if I didn't come off my drugs eight years ago, at this point in my life, I would have been taking pharmaceutical medication for 21 years. Mm -hmm. And that really hit me this morning because 
it happens so fast. It's like, you know, I got put on drugs as a kid, got put on my first pharmaceutical drug when I was 12 years old. And that was as a result of watching my mother relapse in front of me, basically, because my mother had drug and alcohol problems. And my grandparents sending me to a psychiatrist and a psychiatrist saying, you know, let's medicate her for depression before she becomes depressed. Because clearly, you know, seeing her mother overdose in front of her multiple times has had a very impactful resonance on her life. And they didn't want me to end up like my mother. So I got put on drugs basically as a a preemptive hope that I wasn't going to turn out like someone else. And then that drug had side effects that got me put on another drug. And then that drug had side effects that got me put on another drug, which turned into illnesses that got diagnosed like arthritis, anxiety, ADD, and the drugs just got added and added and added. And by the time I was 24, I was on 14 different medications and did not weigh more than 110 pounds. And was taking these daily, you know, like when I say 14 different drugs, I think people think 14 different pills. Like there were certain pills I was taking like five of, right? Mm. So I'm bombarding my body with these pills day after day after day for years. And I'm wondering why I'm not getting better. In fact, I felt like I was getting worse and it would confirm for me that something really was wrong with me when I would take the pills and they wouldn't do what they promised they would do, or they would create another issue that then would get me put on more medication So I unfortunately had to get to a point actually where I was suicidal. In 2011, I tried to take my own life. And when that did not work, I actually in that moment in time realized that I wanted to live a better life. Like I didn't want to die. I wanted to live the life of my dreams and it felt hopeless. It felt like I wasn't ever going to be able to get there. And I figured that Indeed, I could get there, but I needed to do things a lot differently than the way that I had been doing them. I saw my life in two different ways. I saw one way where I stayed on all these drugs and tried to make my dreams happen, which did seem impossible. And I saw a way where I came off all the drugs and tried to make my dreams happen. And that seemed not only possible, but a lot more satisfying because if I was trying to pinpoint the root of where all these problems, quote unquote, that I had had come from it started the day that I got put on pharmaceutical medication. And once I took that mental leap of, okay, I want to think differently. If I want to think differently, I have to behave differently. If I want to behave differently, then I probably shouldn't be taking 14 different drugs every day. And that inspired my idea to come off of them cold turkey. Now, I must warn anyone that's listening and anyone who knows anyone who may be thinking about this, that cold turkey is absolutely not the way to go. I went through withdrawal symptoms for three years and I could have died multiple times by coming off cold turkey. Like definitely if this is a path you want to take, talk to your doctor, talk to a naturopath, find resources. But I didn't know any of that at the time. So I just stopped taking them one day (laughs) and then, um, you know, had three years of withdrawals to look forward to. So that's really where my health journey started. And it's just grown and sort of become this beautiful, abundant path of my life ever since. Such a courageous step in that moment to say that. And I'm curious if you had someone that you looked up to. Was it a book? Was it something you had Googled? Like, what was the defining? I mean, I know that it was like kind of hitting this place of rock bottom, but was there something that hit you that you knew that there was this option of food and movement and meditation and mindfulness and all the things that you talk about that that led you to that? Or was it just a greater awareness that had been maybe instilled in you growing up? 
I think it's a combination of all of the above. Yeah. So my background is in biology, right? So mm-hmm. I, I kind of knew, like once I started questioning for myself, like how do these drugs even work, right? What mm-hmm. do they do? And then I looked into the background of them and I was like, whoa, this doesn't make any sense. Like scientifically, the way that they claim that these antidepressants, anti-anxiety medications worked was counterintuitive to what I knew to be true to how to deal with depression and anxiety within the human body. So I was like, whoa, wait a second. This doesn't even seem like it scientifically works when I break down like the chemical reactions that this is causing in one's brain. So that was kind of step one. And then once I realized, well, those don't work. Well, what does work? What's like the natural form of this? What can I take that does this, but doesn't have, you know, an encyclopedia's worth of side effects? Because I had been taking some of the the deadliest drugs on the planet, fentanyl, Valium, Xanax, at once, at the same Mm -hmm. time, on top of 10 other drugs. And so for me, it was about like, you know, how did we medicate ourselves for 10,000 years before this? How have people been treating pain before fentanyl lollipops came around Mm -hmm. 10 years ago? You know, and I had books on natural healing, but I had never opened them or read them. Mm, (laughs) Yeah sat on my shelf for years. And so I literally started reading these books that I already had about natural healing and plant-based nutrition. And, you know, I found things like turmeric and Mm. garlic and ginger, and I started trying them for pain and they actually worked. And like, I'm opiate intolerant. And so I would be taking these opiates and all I would do is get sick. Mm. And they worked for my pain. And so when I found something that actually worked, I was like, holy Christmas, <laughs> what? <laughs> I've been taking something that could be killing me this whole entire time that doesn't even work when this works. And without I without the side effects. <laughs> and the worst effect is like, if you spill turmeric, it'll stain your carpet. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. like, literally, like that's the worst thing that can happen to you. And I think for me, it was about like, oh my God, you can't really overdose on vitamins. You can't really overdose on food. Like you can't not spices and things like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So for me, it was just this whole mentality shift of like, why has a doctor never told me this? Why did I go to pre-med and never learn any of these things? Like, Mm -hmm. why are we not taught this in our education system so that people know that they have an alternative that actually works. It's really profound to me too that most of us, and and I see this so often, we don't even have the awareness. And I think it's so important to get a second opinion, to go and do the research, to do the research online, to follow threads of other people's you know, experiences with drugs or experiences with nutrition. And I'm always such a big fan of saying, well, where can we look at what actually people are talking about outside even the medical community that's working in terms of the holistic and the alternative approaches that people are just sharing, right? And that's why I absolutely love this community that you've created of millions of followers because you're just out there sharing this knowledge and making it available. And that's why I think social media is so, so important now where we actually talk about the things that are working, not to dictate or say that it's right for everyone, but just to give an opportunity for people to see other options. So I absolutely love that you're you're so vulnerable and and I love all your posts. I'm like such oh. a fan. <laughs> Thanks, sir. You're so sweet. And for me, like, yeah, that is my larger global mission. And what I've realized is why I've been put here and why I went through everything I went through is to be the example for people that you can be on 14 of these things and weigh a hundred pounds and like find another life on the other side of it. You know what I mean? And I really think that people need to know that. Like, I'm positive that if a doctor had told my grandparents when I was 12, 
you know, why don't you try GABA supplements? Why don't you try St. John's wort? Why don't you try 5-HTP before you put this girl who's not even a teenager on heavy duty pharmaceutical drugs like lithium and lamictal? They would have tried it. I have Mm -hmm. no doubt they would have tried that first. It's just most parents are not given the option and most doctors are not educated that there is an alternative option unless they choose to major in naturopathy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really it. I love the part of your story about how you packed up your bags and left and went to California, left New York with $300 because I have a similar story where I, I packed everything into my car that I could get in and I drove to Miami and my parents were like looking out the window like, what are you doing? So it just resonates with me, this like step of courage. And I'm curious how that came to be for you just in terms of mustering up the like, because I know that that step and I have so many women reach out about like, how do you gather that courage? How do you create that in yourself where you just trust, right? And you're trusting the universe that everything is going to be okay. So I'm curious how that was for you. Universe gave me so many beautiful signs that this is what I needed to do. What happened was first, you know, I came off all my drugs, then I cut out all the toxic people in my life, which was everybody, <laughs> literally every friend I had. I just told them with kindness and love that, you know, like I was just doing an inner journey and I didn't feel like our values aligned, et cetera. So I left room in my life for the people who were supposed to be there and who were encouraging me to that I wasn't crazy to come off my drugs, that if I intuitively felt like this is what I needed to do, that I needed to do that and go through that journey and that process. And one of the first people that I met ended up becoming, you know, one of my bandmates. I ended up, you know, quitting my job and exploring music and acting and things that I had sort of left by the wayside to go do my science job. I started exploring those things again. And um, he was like, hey, New York's great. By great, I mean it's awful. And I want to move back to California. <laughs> I was like, do you want me? And I was like, I've never even been to California. Keep in mind at this point, I've spent 25 years in New York. I've barely left the East Coast. I've never been outside of the country. And I was like, I don't know. Let me look into it. <laughs> so I downloaded mm-hmm. Google Maps, which I highly recommend if you're thinking about, or Google Earth, which I highly recommend if you're thinking about moving somewhere you've never been to before and don't have the money to go visit first. And I Google earthed my way around Los Angeles. And I was like, wow, I really like palm trees. This looks cleaner than where I live. And reached out to exactly two people on Craigslist about their apartments for rent. And this is where Universe really stepped in. I got an email back from one of the two people basically saying like, hey, you sound great, but I see you have a dog. Can you send me a picture of yourself and your dog so I know what your dog kind of looks like, et cetera. I was like, sure. So I sent her a picture of my dog and I'm like, hey, let's chat on the phone like tomorrow at 12. So at 11.50, she texts me and she's like, oh my God, I know you. And I was like, no, you don't. I've never been to the West Coast. I don't know anybody who lives in LA. You're totally crazy. You don't know me. So she calls me and she's like, I do know you. We did dance together when we were five. I'm still very good friends with your cousin. She names my cousin. And she's like, I sent your cousin the picture to make sure it was you because you look exactly the same as when we were five. <laughs> just, <laughs> just needed a check though. <laughs> like, And you know, I know you're hesitant about moving out here from what I understand about your story. But I think that if you moved into my place, it's like in this really nice suburban neighborhood in North Hollywood. Like, It's super nice. Your family will feel much more comfortable that you kind of are know someone whose place you're moving into. And I was like, what? (laughs) How is this possible? Like, there's no 
in no way on earth I would have recognized her, for instance. Like of all the people I could have reached out to, it happened to be this girl who knew me somehow. And when I did tell my family that I was thinking about moving, but that I was going to move into her old place, they were like way cooler about it than if I was like, I mean, just move across the country into some strange place that I'm not Mm. sure exists, you know? So it did make the transition a lot easier. And it was also confirmation to me that, hey, you go out of your comfort zone. If you're headed in the right direction, the universe is going to tell you loudly that you are headed in the right direction. That was one of the first big confirmations to me, signs, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. That like, okay, I'm making moves and something is noticing. Hey there, don't hit fast forward. I promise you are going to thank me after. Today's episode is brought to you by the Fire Your Diet, the course. This life-changing eight-week course is helping women all over the world make sustainable shifts, embody unshakable confidence, and create a body and life that lights them up. And I want you to join us. So all you have to do is visit sarahannstewartcourses.com, sarahannstewartcourses.com, and enter code AWESOMEINSIDEOUT at checkout to get a surprise discount for a very limited time. Again, sarahannstewartcourses.com to join us in this movement, in this community, and to really create a life that you love from the inside out. And it's so profound. And I think where people get stuck is like the universe opens up and then they don't take the next step. Right. And so it's like, it's like the sign is there, the universe, but you have to have that trust and that faith. I had a similar story moving to Miami where I got connected to this girl who was flying over from Amsterdam through, through someone. And I literally was like, I'm picking up the airport and we're just going to find a place. And it was literally as I'm driving down the highway, leaving my parents behind. And so it's really profound and it's really beautiful to just say, okay, universe, I'm ready. Show me but then we have to trust and step into that. So you have to trust. And I feel like people um, wait around for signs or Mm -hmm. or look for signs. And it's like, you have to take the steps and then you will get confirmation that those steps are the right thing, right? Like Mm -hmm. don't wait for a sign about taking the step, take the step and you will get a sign that that was the right step. Yeah. But once you came to LA, you continued on this holistic journey. And what were some of the things that you started doing actively or that you still do today that really help you stay in that, in the space of health? Like what are, you have two books and there's just so much information. So there's no way we can cover them all today. But I'm like, what are some things that people can just start doing to really, really make change that you have found that are just like your staple sort of recommendations? I even posted a reminder to myself and my community today to get outside, like mm-hmm. take over hike. My first book is called Cure by Nature for a reason. Like I had spent 25 years in New York in like by New York City in New York City daily for work and school. And I really had never like embraced the outdoors. I'd never gone on a long hike. Um, I hadn't done so many of the things that have now awarded me so much of the health that I enjoy getting outside and just, it gives you a completely different perspective than sitting inside working on a laptop. It just does. And it will do it for everyone. This isn't some unique thing that happens to me. (laughs) This happens to everybody who gets outside and goes on a walk. I would say figuring out your supplements, like what you may Mm -hmm. be missing supplementally. Everybody can benefit from GABA. Everybody can benefit from St. John's wort. Everyone can benefit from 5-HTP, which are just mood balancers that we can add to our diet every single day, vitamin D as well. I would say meditation was a huge game changer for me. Those books came into my life around the same time as the nutrition books. So if you're looking for inspiration, I would say The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari by Robin Sharma is a great book. 
The Alchemist came into my life Mm -hmm. at that time and that has changed my life forever. Autobiography of a Yogi is wonderful. Those books really led me down a path to the meditation that worked for me, right? There's so many ways to do it, but between getting outside and having an actual meditation practice, to me, those are the things that have helped the most. Also, music and art and the things that I had sort of abandoned as a teenager or a college student or whenever the last time I did them was, Mm -hmm. or this quote-unquote real world and real job and all this crap that it's like it was making me money, but it wasn't making me happy. And I knew that there was a future in which I could do these things and make money at them and be happy. Yeah. And I love that the things that you're recommending don't cost us anything. Like so many people... I hear the number one excuse I hear all day long is like, oh, but I don't have the financial resource or I don't have the access or that's for celebrities or that's for this type of person. Uh, but it's like everything you recommend, the meditation, going out in nature, yes, supplements do financially cost. But I was on food stamps. If I was on food stamps and I could afford supplements back in the day, I promise you, if you even have the capability mm-hmm. of listening to this podcast because you have a cell phone, you can afford the supplements. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I promise you, you can. So it's like the art and doing things creative and getting outside and being just having inspiration in your life. Like we're making health so complicated. And what I love is that you bring it back to the simplicity of being in nature and curing yourself through food and curing yourself through nature and curing yourself through the sun and being outside and like quieting (laughs) your mind and calming your mind, calming your nervous system. Like these are things I repeat over and over and over again. And I think so many people go back to the like, oh, I want to figure out the next trend and the next this and the next that. And it's, it's like, how do we get back to these basic principles? And so when you were going through this, was there a time where you were like, what if this doesn't work? Or when you were sort of going through those withdrawals, what kept you motivated? Because I think that that's another part of the puzzle that so many girls are like, well, it's easy once, you, once you've done it for several years. But you know, I binged last night or I went out with my friends and I got pulled into my old subconscious patterning or this happened. And, and so were there times in your life where you kind of went in the reverse or felt discouraged? And what was kind of your answer to those moments? So when I say I went through withdrawals for three years, I don't want to minimize what that means. That means I literally mm-hmm. woke up and threw up every single day for three years. And in the beginning, I was getting sick like 15 times a day. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard knowing that it was not taking the drugs that was making me sick. And in the very beginning, like any person who's a drug addict who doesn't know they're a drug addict, instead of throwing my medication out... What I did was I put it all up in a big garbage bag and I shoved it under my bathroom sink. And so a few weeks later, I was having a really hard time. Like I would get so sick and be like, I would feel like I couldn't breathe because I was like vomiting so profusely for so long. And I would literally feel like I was going to die. Like I would be home by myself and be like, wow, if I die in my apartment, like literally no one's going to know. So it was really, really difficult for me knowing that I had that answer there right under my bathroom sink. So there was a night where it was so bad and I had work the next morning. I hadn't quit my job yet. And I was just like, I don't see how this can happen. I'm not going to get any sleep. Like I'm sweating. I'm like just disgusting right now. Like I just need to take a pill and get it over with. And I can start this whole thing, you know, whenever the timing's right. And so I took a Lamictal out of the little orange bottle and I put it in my hand and I will never, ever forget looking at my hand, looking at this glass of water I'd filled up in the tap 
and I was about to take it. Like I was like mouth open, Mm. like water in my other hand. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to be here again. Like if I take this right now, I'm going to be here three months from now, three years from now, like whenever trying to stop this again. And it had already been a few weeks. And I was like, I've already put in so much hard work. And whether that's 20 minutes or 20 days or 20 hours, like you've already put in so much hard work mm-hmm. last time you gave into that bad habit that I was like, this is just still my brain wanting to do the things that for years when I had an uncomfortable feeling or I felt uncomfortable that I wanted to do that I, that I reached for, I reached for a pill and I took it without thinking twice. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going back into that habit right now because I'm facing an uncomfortable feeling that I don't want to face this is not the solution. The solution is actually figuring out the core of my problems and actually getting better. And so I put the pill back in the orange bottle, put the orange bottle back in the garbage bag and took the garbage bag out to the side of the curb. That was the very last time in my life I've ever thought about taking a pharmaceutical medication ever again. Wow. Wow. Because I realized what it was for me, it was just a coping mechanism that had never worked and had never done anything. And I already had the other tools and the other solutions that I knew worked. If I could just get over this hump of being sick every day, and it did slowly but surely get better. And Mm -hmm. I found things that really, really helped the nausea along the way. So that helped too. Like, thank you, cannabis. Um, (laughs) But Mm -hmm. thank you, Los Angeles. But I really feel like that was a huge inspiration for writing my second book, Wild Habits, which is the four-step method to anytime you face that moment, okay, what do I do in this moment when it's so hard and I have the choice to go do that unhealthy habit? What do I do to take myself out of it? And um, that four-step method is willingness. So I'll just give myself as an example. Like In that moment, I needed the willingness to see why I was doing what I was doing and that what I had done in the past had never worked. Mm-hmm. The I stands for intuition. I needed the intuition to understand what my next step actually was, which was to throw it all out. So I didn't even have that choice and then do something healthy when I came back inside. So I made myself a tea, I meditated, and I just tried to go to bed. Love, the next step is exactly that like showing yourself love and forgiveness and not getting down on yourself about and not questioning yourself or your intuition or your willingness. And then the D, it's not very sexy, but it stands for discipline. Like we need to do those. Hey there, friend. Are you loving this podcast? I want to continue to support you. So the simplest way to do this is to head over to sarahannstewart.com and pop into the newsletter. Doing this ensures that you never, ever miss any details of our new projects, products, upcoming events, or issues that are near or dear to my heart. You're also going to get access to the movement. This is the inner circle of people just like you standing in their power to bring more truth and a new level of consciousness where all individuals get to live a diet-free life in a body that they love. So pop on over to sarahannstewart.com and subscribe, and I'll see you on the inside. Those things over and over and over again until we have formed a new habit, new neural pathways, and a new pattern of behavior for ourselves so that we can actually live the life that we're put here to live and not distract ourselves with all the bad habits that get in the way of that life. Wow, I love that. And I love that process because I think if you 
don't have all of those steps, like the love and forgiveness aspect, Mm -hmm. we go into guilt and shame. And then it just repeats over and over again because we're holding that vibration in our body. We're then like, okay, well, fuck it because I already feel bad about myself. Yeah. And so I absolutely, absolutely love the love and forgiveness. And I love the radical responsibility. Like we have to have the discipline. We have to, we have to. be responsible for our actions. And we're the only one that can make those choices. And I think we're living in a society, and especially on social media, where we just blame everyone else. Mm. Blame our health coaches, blame our doctors, blame the experts, blame the person in the blog from the intern that you read somewhere online, somewhere down the road that you were supposed to be a certain size, like whatever it is. And we forget that like we are living in our body and we have the responsibility to be disciplined and we have the responsibility to say, am I willing to change this habit for sustainable long-term results versus the short current short-term outcome. And I remember it's so powerful that we're having this conversation because I remember the very moment that I threw out my Adderall pills forever mm-hmm. and I never, ever went back. And it was like that moment where I dumped them down the toilet and I said, never again. Mm-hmm. And it was like giving it, it was like, I'm not going to give in to this desire. I'm not going to even keep them around to be able to someday give in to my desire. What um, inspired so- that for you? For me, it was the specific moment of just saying, like, very similar to yours, like, I'm no longer going to allow social conditioning of, like, needing to get more done, be more productive, like, all the things that were told over and over and over again. And, like, even my doctors who, as a child, were like, oh, you're ADD, you're ADHD, you you need Ritalin, you need this, you need that. Teachers telling me I couldn't focus and, like, I would never be successful. It's like I had all of that programming for so long. And I finally just said enough, like, this isn't, this isn't going to work for me any longer. And I had been off of it for a really long time, but I, you know, I still had it there as a, like a safety mechanism just in case someday I needed it. And even when I was writing my book last year, I had this like moment where I was like, oh, I wish I had the Adderall. And I'm like, why is your mind even going there? Like, Mm -hmm. come back, come back. You can write a book without it. Like you can create whatever you want to create without it. Um, And I have to keep reminding myself that and re- programming that part of my brain that says you need it to get stuff done. <laughs> yeah, conditioning. It's yours. It's yeah. no different than any other drug. It's so crazy when, that we pick these things up at the drugstore, but somewhere along the way we're contemplated into believing that these are healthy things for us. They're drugs. Mm-hmm. Your body craves drugs. It doesn't matter what drug it is. And with with ADD drugs, for instance, you know, they're stimulants, they're amphetamines. Mm-hmm. Your body is going to crave that for a long time, but more so it craves the habit, right? Like the habit of taking the pill more so than it does the actual pill. That's what I found to be so fascinating. Yeah, it's so profound. And I'm so grateful that you're sharing this openly. And I think that that's another big step in the direction is us just having these conversations and women being allowed to share and and us standing together as women and saying, this is your story. This is your truth. And I'm not going to shame you for it. I'm not going to make you feel bad for it. I'm just going to allow you to be in it and and actually rallying behind women who are empowering other people through their own stories. And I think that that's something that on social media, behind the scenes, whatever, it's very easy to make comments, you know, sitting in your living room, but it's like, it's like, why are we not as women coming together and rallying together? And I know in the tribes, and like you said before, getting rid of the toxic friends, like in our world, I feel so supported, right? By the friends in the community that we're, we're around. So that was a side note. But yeah, I think it's really important, right? That we stand behind women who are willing to share these stories. Yeah. And um, I, I also want to say to anyone who's contemplating moving on from some sort of medication in their life that may not be serving them, 
And I'm sure you found this too, when, especially in those moments where you're like, oh, this would be so much easier without her all. And then you realize that actually it's not. And the story is in overcoming it in that, you know, when, when we go on any type of drug, it's because we want control, like any type of drug, antibiotics, anything. It's because we want control over something that we feel like is not working the way we want it to work. And what I've found is the best control there is, the most satisfying form of control is actually taking our own health into our own hands. Yes. And prevention. Yeah. And prevention. And it does what the drugs have promised to do because yeah, then you don't need them. Um, you're living the prevention. The best cure is prevention. <laughs> like yeah. the absolute best cure is prevention. And yet 100%. we don't have that mindset yet. And luckily we're having these conversations where we empower each other to start thinking that way because it's like we don't even need to go get an antibiotic if we just take care of ourselves during the flu season and during the season where people get sick and we don't burn ourselves out and we don't allow stress to impact our immune system and we do all the things that keep us healthy and well. And of course, there'll be times where you know where things happen, but I, I strongly believe that prevention is the best cure. I don't know who said that quote. It's not my quote, but <laughs> I do like it. Someone. <laughs> yeah, someone. Someone smart, someone out there. Um, I'm not taking credit for it. I want to talk about your different companies, what you've created. I know that you've created something that's really, you know, has had an impact on my life, which is specifically for women with breast implant illness. So do you want to dive into your company, Genetics, and what this product is doing? Because I know how valuable it is specifically for women who are explanting. And this is yeah, this is a huge issue right now specifically that's happening where we're seeing thousands and thousands of women getting breast implant illness. I was one of them suffering and then having to get their explants out. And a lot of women are reaching out to me with the fear of how are they going to look after, you know, what's going to happen? How am I going to look? And then how do I love myself through this process? Yeah, no, I, I applaud your, like, not only you doing it, but how open you've been about it and all the posts you have on it. And I, I think it's so important to not only do it, but to tell people that you've done it and to give people hope that they have another choice. I think it's so wonderful and brave. My company genetics started with a breast enhancement oil. It started because I have a blog called The Organic Life. And a few years ago, about three years ago, I did a DIY breast augmentation post. Like literally I had gained two cup sizes. I used to have no boobs at all. And I wanted them to be just like a little bigger and perkier and firmer and have a little bit of cleavage. And I looked to see if there were any products on the market that did that. And while there were, they had toxic ingredients in them, parabens, fillers, things that I didn't want to put anywhere near my boobs. So I researched some of you know the other ingredients that they had were the ingredients that were in there. And I found a wealth of ingredients that actually not only help with breast enhancement, but protect the body against cancers in clinical studies, for instance, inhibit the growth of cancer cells, help women with pre and postmenopausal symptoms. So I was like, well, why don't I just put this all in an oil and use it on myself and see if it works? So I did, and it did. I grew two cup sizes in like a month and a half. And so I did this blog post on it and I got a ton of feedback from women saying that they tried the DIY and it worked for them, but also that like it was a little cumbersome to make it all at home. So if I would ever make it into a product, they would definitely buy it. So I had never really thought about, you know, I wasn't one of those girls like as a little kid who's like, I'm going to grow up and own a beauty company. Like I, mm -hmm. 
I'm like the least girly girl on the face of the planet. <laughs> and, but it felt like this needed to exist. And so I emailed those people back. I did a little bit of R&D, what they'd be comfortable paying, what kind of ingredients they were comfortable with. And I made this organic oil. And then I just emailed those people back and told them it was available. And, um, and they all bought it. And then mm. um, they recommended it to their friends and they bought it. And then we started getting sales from all around the world. And it's, you know, two years later. And I could never have predicted that this explant movement would happen because for me, it was just kind of this thing that was for, you know, first for girls with smaller boobs who wanted like a little, wanted them bigger, but didn't want implants. It was sort of an implant alternative. And then we started hearing from, you know, mothers who just finished breastfeeding who were using it to make their breasts perkier and firmer and bigger. And then we started hearing from explant patients that they used it post explant to do the same thing, you know, to soften, to protect against cancer, to help with scars, to get, you know, that fullness back that maybe might have been lost depending on how big their former implants were. So, I feel like it's just a wonderful point in time to be here right now with the products that we offer and what we've been able to do for women who find themselves in this place. Yeah. And I think it's really, really important just to address that 80% of what you put on your skin is going into your body. Like it's really 100%. 100%, Yeah. But like you can see that actually like 100% is going in, but you can see like where it actually goes from the bottom of your feet up through your entire body. You know, like we can now see that if you put essential oils under your feet, it's like you can taste it in your mouth, right? There's a lot of people out there claiming that if you put something on your skin, it doesn't migrate through your body, which just isn't accurate. And so I think it's really, really profound and beautiful that that you were like, okay, well, these parabens, these chemicals, this is just not good for you. That we do become researchers and look at every single ingredient on every single product and really be careful because we're living in a time where, again, that goes into your tissue and creates chronic sickness. And then you wonder why, and there's no tests to diagnose. Or, and so it's really important that we use these type of products. And that's why I love yours because it's safe and doesn't have all of these added things. Yeah. And there's no, there's no reason to. Like we have, mm-hmm. I mean, natural preservatives which are the herbs that we use, they keep the oil good for three years. Like I'm always just so confused when I see things and I'm like, why did you, you did not need to put this like long ass toxic preservative in here. Cause it's not mm-hmm. going to last any longer than it would if you didn't put it in there. I mean, it's just, it's like something that labs do when you tell a lab to create a product, they'll be like, okay, well we need to put this, you know, these parabens in here, it won't last. Like, no, you don't actually. Mm-hmm. And to have something in a product that's for your breast that has something that's been found in breast cancer in it, like that was astounding to me that you're even like allowed. There's just so few beauty regulations mm-hmm. in this country. It was astounding to me that you were even allowed to do that or that women who would buy this product wouldn't know that there's a risk there. And so, mm-hmm. For me, it's not about starting another beauty company. It's about starting a beauty company that provides people with products that literally don't exist. I don't just make like whatever. I make things that I don't see on the market. And you can use this for more than your breasts, right? Your lips. Right. Yes. Yeah. We have wonderful reviews about women who use it on their lips, women who use it on their butt. And um, you know, it, it stimulates blood flow wherever it's applied. So mm-hmm. because it has stinging nettle in it. So I think it's wonderful, like have found herbs that have some of the highest phytoestrogen activity, but also don't, 
they balance your hormones, right? So phytoestrogens will go in, kind of figure out what's going on with the estrogens in your body and then balance them rather than give you more so of one or the other. So we've had women say that like they had breast pain for years that has completely disappeared, that it's balanced their periods, things like that, which is a wonderful side effect. But to me, it's just all proof that it's working to do what we invented it for. And it's been hard for me to be honest, because I have had hundreds of women reach out and say, well, what's the alternative to breast implant illness? And I didn't know about your product at the time. Or what's your alternative to breast implants? And what's my alternative if I have breast implant illness? Like, what are my even my options? And of course, I can't say flip the implants out because I don't believe in that. And I can't say, you know, there's not a lot, right? (laughs) There's not a lot you can do. And so from my perspective, it's like I feel helpless as a holistic health practitioner because, you know, when I was posting about right when I was getting explant, my explant surgery, it was like hundreds of women were reaching out of just like, well, what's the alternative? So it's really beautiful to see that there is this alternative. Of course, it's not, you know, there's no guarantee in terms of like, even with myself, it was like, I would tell women like, I don't know what's going to happen after, but I do know that you can embody self-love. You can take care of yourself. You can meditate. You can embrace that you're taking care of your health and your well-being, And this is the next step. And now there's this option as well, which is really, really beautiful yeah, piece we of have, the puzzle. We have doctor reviews. Dr. Will Cole like has it in his office. Like Doctors use it and, and do recommend mm-hmm. it to their patients who want to know what their alternative is. And I, I'm happy to say that it is sort of an implant alternative. It's not a go from a, you know, of A to a double D implant alternative, but it's literally like everything. You know, the natural alternative is going to give you a more natural result. But I would say this is something that just like everything else, right? Like we want to try the supplements before we go on the drugs. We want to try the oil before we pay a surgeon $10,000 to cut us open. I mean, that would be my suggestion. Right. Or having the consequence of infection and all these other things and then the explant of having to get them out. And, And I always tell people, when you think about getting an implant, you also have to think about the explant. Like it's not just the implant. Like you're not going to have these implants for the rest of your life. You can't just think, okay, I'm going to borrow $6,000 today to get my implants out and pay this off. You also have to think there's a cost to get them out. And then there's cost if you get sick. There's a huge cost if you get sick in terms of time, energy, and resources financially. So And I think that is important. Like I forget that it's recommended that you get them changed out every 10 years, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like right there is them kind of admitting that it's not healthy for you to have these things in your body over a long period of time. But also like I forget that I don't know how many women go into this, an implant journey knowing that like you're going to have to 10 years from now figure out what you're going to do again, either, you know, get them replaced or take them out. I know with myself, it wasn't even like a thought in my mind. It was just like, this is what I want right now. Mm-hmm. and I'm going in and I'm coming out and I have them. And I didn't, I never thought of the consequence because no one presented it to me. Mm-hmm. Like my doctor never said, you could get sick from this. You could have an infection. Something could go wrong during surgery. Down the road, your body could reject them. You are going to have a capsule contraction someday. Like your body will build a capsule around this implant, you know, and nothing of that was presented to me. And so it's really important that I think we just continue to have this conversation. And as women, whether you're getting them or not getting them, that you continue to have this conversation with your friends who are getting them and just sharing this information. Because I just have a belief that the more women we can empower into loving their bodies as they are using holistic, natural alternatives, it's the best solution for us all standing in our power to live happy, healthy lives without the consequence of surgery. So I love that. Do you have any other products coming out or anything you can share with us or any other books coming out or 
what's on the horizon for you? Genetics just got into Walmart. So amazing. <laughs> there's that. I'm playing my music. My EP is coming out at the end of the month. I have a new single coming out in a few days. And then the EP will be out within the next month. And I have a show that I'm playing this week and next month. So just, you know, spread more love out in the world. And I'm we do have new products coming out. I can't say exactly what, but keep a lookout. Yeah. <laughs> keep a lookout. Yeah, definitely subscribe and keep a lookout. I also wanted to have you share about your newest single because I loved the meaning behind it. Yes. So my newest single is called Level Up and it's about all of us. <laughs> it's about leveling up in your life. And I, I feel like that's been my theme for this whole year. And this song is for sure my anthem that embodies that theme, you know, and the lyrics are level up, no medication. This is your moment. Go make a statement. Like it's a song for, well, all my songs really are reminders to people of what's important. You know, like I have a song mm-hmm. called Bugatti and the lyrics are, I don't need no Bugatti. <laughs> None of these things define me. So mm-hmm. I try to like flip it a little bit of just a little gentle reminder of like some people in this world don't have anything. Nobody needs a $5 million car. And all of us are capable of another level of growth and abundance, no matter how happy or successful we are today. And that we all are worthy of it and we should all have access to it if it's what we truly desire. And I, and I believe at the core of who we all are, we all desire to be happy and healthy. We just have to find that place in ourselves and we have to pull back the layers and the programming and the subconscious imprints and the cultural norms and all the things that have just been like, thrown at us for our whole life. Yeah. It's work, but the work is worth it. Like when you were talking Mm -hmm. about these beautiful, wonderful female friendships that we've been able to form the last, I know for me, it's only been really the last few years, but I set that intention, I'd say maybe like a year and a half ago now. And I have just called in the most amazing tribe of women that I just trust and love so much that are just so wonderful and supportive and they're out there. Mm-hmm. And it is, some of it is literally people that a few years ago, I was like, you know, I would look up to these people and be like, you know, one day I'm going to have a friend like that. And it's literally these people are my friends. Like Marie Forleo just sent me a pre-copy of her own book like, mm-hmm. and reached out to me about it first. You know what I mean? And that's somebody who just like a few years ago, I was like, oh, I'll be friends with somebody like Marie one day. It's like, no, bitch, you're friends with Marie. Like just mm-hmm. embrace it. You know what I mean? And don't ever feel like you can't be part of the tribe. If you're putting in the work, tribe will come to you. Those women right. will find you. And it's interesting because I had that same belief. Like the women I looked up to are now in my mastermind. And like yeah. and like we were curating a mastermind together. And it's like, it's like these people that I was like, wow, I would just love to be her friend. It's like, but we also have to become that person. And I think that was a huge part of my work was doing the inner work of saying, I'm no longer going to play victim to the bullying when I was growing up, or I'm no longer going to believe that I'm not worthy of these things. Like I actually had to become a friend that was worthy of this sort of, you know, community. And I think that's where people get stuck. And so just continue to do the work on yourself and also holding the vision that you can have whatever kind of tribe you want. And I think as more of us stand in this power of coming together as as women and coming together in our truths, we empower other to people to create communities within their own spaces as well. And so it's all amazing. I'm so excited for your, your concert. I hope I can get there. Yes, I hope you can too. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. I love the single. I was listening to this morning. So do you have any parting words of advice or anything that you want to share 
with the listeners. I know for sure they're all going to connect with you and they're going to be excited to follow you and all the beautiful things you're doing. But do you have anything left that you want to share that would just be like some parting wisdom? Totally. I want to remind everyone how incredibly badass they are and how every single moment is the best moment of your life because every single moment is an opportunity to change and get better. I love that. Every single moment. I'm going to take that on as my affirmation of the week. Love it. <laughs> yes. Put it on the front of my computer screen and just remember that every moment we have an opportunity and all we have is this moment. We have no clue what's going to happen. So we might as well oh use it and embrace it and enjoy it and have fun. So yes, I love that. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so honored. I'm so grateful to have you and just so appreciate your time. Oh, thank you, sister. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for having me anytime. All right, friends. If you've tuned in to the Awesome Inside Out podcast before, you've heard me talk a lot about the concept that culturally we are trained to think in terms of fast results at any cost. And if you think of consistent effort as being tedious and boring, I don't blame you. Sustainability isn't a sexy word for most, but we need to make it one. And we need to identify with the truth that every single day we have choices to maintain our health by taking small, actionable steps. Because as Tara described, healing takes time and maintaining your health and your well-being takes consistent effort. We are so fortunate to have had Tara share some of her sustainability hacks with us, and I hope you love them as much as I did. And if today's talk inspired you to live an organic life, please make sure to tag me at Sarah Ann Stewart on the gram and share with me what you learned. I would love to see what living organic looks like for you. A healthy life is sexy, and it takes all of us using our platforms to share this truth so that others can hop on board with this concept. It is so, so foreign for most, and it is our job, again, to inspire those around us to, again, live this organic, beautiful, healthy, happy life. The call to action is to inspire one person this week. Thank you for being here and being part of this movement. Until next time, my love, I'm sending you so, so much love. All right, that concludes this cast. It is my honor to always be here with you. But hang tight because I have one last thought. You're here right now because you are ready. Because while many of us share the feelings of wanting more, not everyone is willing to do what it takes to get it. But you are here. You are ready. So this is your opportunity now to take what you just learned and implement it today. Make a pact with yourself to put just one thing into action. Just one. Write it down, do it, and share it with me. We are all in this together. Thank you for being here. You too can feel awesome from the inside out.